Welcome back. Now with Black Friday around the corner, the Bureau of Market Research projects that general dealers and clothing retailers stand to bag 24 billion rand during the period. The textiles, clothing and footwear subcomponent is expected to claim the lion's share of the gains. Gerard Leroux, head of Capital Growth at Capital Connected, joins us now with more retail insights as consumers around the world gear up for Black Friday. Thank you so much for your time, Gerard. Now, consumers have been stretched for the last two years and the situation has gotten worse. So what can we expect to see when you track this Black Friday against the historical data, particularly pre-pandemic? Uh, thank you very much, Zanati, for having me. So I think the first point we must make is that uh, Black Friday has changed significantly since, 20, since 2015. Mm -hmm. Now, historically, it was one day dedicated to very blockbuster specials. Uh, but over the years, since 2015, it became a weekend, a week, two weeks. And now it's almost longer than a month. So that is obviously having an impact by consumers rushing for Black Friday, but also retailers are benefiting from this because now it's kind of like a season of Black Friday where obviously sales are coming through. So if we just quickly go through the numbers uh, in 2023, based on our research, it shows that there will be additional retail sales of about 26 billion Rand. That's significantly higher than last year of 2022, which was around about 19 billion. Although it is much less than 2021, which was around about 42 billion, but that was obviously just after the, the lockdown period uh, eased up and consumers flooded to the stores uh, to, to benefit from the Black Friday season. Of course, Helen, uh, you know, hopping onto that macroeconomic environment, Black Friday will come actually, I think, in the same week that we're expecting the Reserve Bank to tell us whether they're increasing interest rates or not. So I'm wondering, uh, you know, are we expecting that decision to uh, kind of uh, erode the potential of Black Friday at all? Or, you know, are these uh, projected figures taking into account where we might be going with interest rates? So I think it's definitely going to have an impact, but I think what is most important to note is that consumers are cash-strapped, they're under immense uh, pressure. And if we look at the data that we received with our research, that these consumers are going to focus on your essential products, uh, like your cooking oil, um, your chicken, fruits and veg, um, these type of items. So although there will still be a market for these big price ticket items, I think most consumers are going to focus on those essentials and stock up, stock up on them, seeing that they are facing a difficult financial uh, pressure. Um, but retailers need to be innovative. They need to think outside the box and make sure that they, they can, with their omni-channel, lure these consumers to their stores to go for those essential products, but then cross-sell um, the basket size to increase it in that way. Yeah. It's really quite interesting uh, as you talk about the fundamental shift in Black Friday where it used to be just a single day, and now it's something that happens more than a month. It's a season. And, I mean, just as consumers are cash-strapped and retailers have been trying to entice consumers to their shops, there has actually been an increased um, you know, promotional activity already this year. And I'm wondering if... Obviously, now this is, pricing needs to go down. And I'm wondering if all retailers can actually afford this price race to the bottom, especially for such an extended period of time. It's such a valid point that you, that you mentioned there. And I think where, where retailers have really made a difference is they've not waited until Black Friday to capitalize on this, this season. What they've done is throughout the year, They've already looked at where can they decrease their overheads by installing maybe backup power solutions, uh, maybe installing perishable fridge stores for their open door fridges, etc. And these 
initiatives has brought down their overheads. Now, if a retailer can focus on bringing down the overheads, that means that they can eventually provide products at a reduced price and not uh, kill themselves from a margin perspective. And this is then making them more competitive than their competitors up the road. And these consumers are then flocking to their stores for those specific essential items that is on a special. And then obviously the cross-selling of the basket happens there. Staying with retailers, Gerard, there's also the issue of working capital management here and the ability to meticulously manage this from a retailer perspective. Let's talk about that dynamic, especially as, for instance, we speak about the promotions uh, that might be offered and just being able to go out of Black Friday and ride into the festive season. Yeah, so part of our study was to ask these retailers, what are their biggest challenges? Uh, we did it last year and we did it this year as well. And again, the, the top two items that came up was cash flow and access to capital was their biggest frustration. A close second was obviously trying to run a business uh, during load shedding. And then interesting, interestingly enough, the third option was that um, they are struggling to come up with ideas um, to grow their business. So having access to the capital is one portion that a fintech company like us can obviously assist these retailers with. But the biggest problem is that some of these retailers are not understanding how they can grow within this shrinking market. And that's where we would like to give them some ideas about diversification, focusing on shop attainment. Um, retailers are not just a supermarket for argument's sake anymore. You need to go there to buy the essentials but when you get there there need to be a shop uh, a coffee shop offering mm -hmm. there is potentially a um, somebody that's helping you show how you can cook somebody that's helping you with DIY that you are trying to fix some items at your home mm -hmm. so retailers needs to be extremely innovative and think outside the box to ensure that in the shrinking market most consumers are flocking to their business and in that way they can grow their sales Mm. Well, talking about uh, diversification and innovation, uh, we also need to look at the online retail channels. Um, are those expected to be buzzing with activity? I mean, and also just in terms of the, the online uh, ecosystem and infrastructure, are retailers ready for that increased activity there? It is important to mention that there's something that is called the Amazon effect that's coming next year. Mm. And South African retailers needs to be prepared for it. Now, it is important to understand that the, the online only component of sales is still actually significantly low. It was about 4.2% last year in 2022, and it's expected to rise to about 15% in 2030. So it's still a small portion. Yes, it is notable, but this gives South African retailers the opportunity to focus on the online comp component. But as I mentioned earlier, Omnichannel is vitally important. You can't just have an online presence. Yes, that is a great opportunity to get a big reach and lure some of these consumers to your store. But once you are there, the omnichannel effect needs to take place and they need to obviously get to your brick and mortar, click and collect. These type of initiatives will definitely help the South African retailers to, to counter the Amazon effect that's coming. Well, thank you so much for these insights. Very, very interesting landscape we're seeing there in our retail segment. That was Gerard LaRue. He's head of capital growth at Capital Connect Group.